the ghost. The thing that we believe haunts that lives in the afterlife is afraid? Is it what? He died of stage fright? Yes, We're back. Hi there, kid. Let it ride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartorius. How the heck are you? Um, I'll tell you this much. I woke up this morning and I would just I had the inkling of a thought that I wanted to <laughs> be pepper sprayed. Now, this is a regular thought. I would say for most dudes, most guys, not to say ladies can't have this, but there is something about the psychology of a man that is just so profoundly stupid that we see pains and types of torment and torture and we go, I might want to try that. You know, just to see what it's like, see if I can, I can take it, see if I can push through it. So I started watching videos of people getting pepper sprayed, people getting tased. And I'm like, I would like to figure out how I could have that happen to me just so I could, you know, toughen up a little bit. But then I brushed my teeth, okay, because this was right, right out of bed. I woke up and was like, I might want to be pepper sprayed. I got up, I brushed my teeth, and let me tell you what, man, I don't know what they're doing to the Crest toothpaste, but it is so unbelievably spicy, I just about burnt my mouth, and I gave up on the pepper spray dream completely. I was like, okay, let's just learn how to have fresh breath before I start taking mace to the eyes and such. So, needless to say, I'm not quite David Goggins yet, um, but yeah, you know, that's kind of the mentality, people who run ultra marathons. They just want to punish themselves, because why else would you do it? It's a sense of pride to be like, I can take whatever you handle and more. And I, I can't, though, apparently. Man, I'm just, I haven't even got to the flossing stage yet, dear God. Um, so anyways, we got a new chair as well. Remember in the last episode, we were trying to roll forward. It wasn't quite working. So I got this from my father as I got the last chair and the chair before that. And that's just the thing that my dad does. He finds, he has a way with office, um, you know, furniture somehow. However... He did come home with this this new chair just a few days ago, and it was just this nice, plush, gray, you know, satin, wool, or, you know, whatever goes into fabric and style that makes a chair look so delicate and beautiful and soft, and let me tell you, it was comfortable, okay? It was the most comfortable chair I ever sat in. I came home, he's like, hey, Sonny, you would like this chair? And I said, yeah, Dad, of course I like the chair, you know, as Italian as I am. Because, look, I got a freaking Godfather shirt on. <laughs> I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. And he gave me a chair. Um, so, yeah, he gave me this chair, and it was beautiful, not this one. Um, and he said, all right, just go and, you know, take it down to your office and do your thing. And I said, yeah, sure, Dad, no problem. I forgot to do it. And he said, take that chair down. And I said, ah, oh, yeah, right. I forgot about it. I'll get right on it. Left, walked out the door, ignored it, came home a few hours later. All of a sudden, chair's not where I left it. Now my mom's stuff is draped across it. It's in her area now. And they go, hey, you snooze, you lose, right? You got to get the thing where you got the thing. It was re-gifted. He gave me this beautiful chair, and I didn't take advantage of the situation. And he re-gifted it to somebody else. Oh, does that not bite, man? It just goes to show you got to appreciate the things that you get when you get them. Oh, they ain't going to be yours anymore. All right. That's just how it works in this house. Um, I'm not really that upset about it because I'm, I'm happy that it's because it, it's so freaking comfortable. And my mom's hurting. The chair is it's it's so beautiful that it's helping even her. And that's a magical chair. It's a shame that I didn't quite sneak it 
into the office um, when I had the chance. But then he gave me this one, which, you know, it's not quite gray and, and, and it reclines a bit too far. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But I'm happy. I'm grateful nonetheless. I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I mean to sound a little bit bitter that I was too lazy. And you get punished for being lazy in this. I was gosh dang it. Um, so, yeah, that was that was all that happened. And we're just collecting a lot of um, toys, a lot of garbage. A lot of, we have so many chairs. We did a whole, this is a regular occurrence, you know. And I want to say that's just my dad who collects garbage. But it's not. My mom loves it, too. She likes to collect her, her, her different things. And, and it's, I, I make fun of them. But it's a good quality. It really is. Because you're like, oh, I can do something with this. I can do something with that. Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to throw it out. What if I'm going to need this? What if I'm going to need it? And maybe they will a few years down the line. So, there's like two months worth of collecting by the both of them, you know, random, like we have child books and stuff like that. None of us know how to read, <laughs> but you know, none of us are reading Dr. Seuss anymore. And we have a bunch of children's toys for my nephew, who is just a few months old. And again, you know, I've talked about this in, in great detail. They're a bit far. Um, but what's funny is that we just, we collect all these things and sometimes we get good toys out of it. But then usually just about two months in, we have a giant clean out of all of it so we can collect more things but you never know there's some there's some real gems in the rough you know my dad collects a lot of items for his his new grandson it's because he's a very generous guy he just he wants to find all these different things and he'll buy things he just want to gifts. he just want to gifts, right that's who he is he's always even his kids now he texts me out of nowhere like got this new tv got this you know this chair oh you, you were too slow i'm giving it to someone else but i got you a new chair like he just he likes to give and it's a very great quality it's just a shame that I was too slow to get the thing I really wanted. Mm -mm -mm. So anyways, that's how life has been for me, man. I've been, uh, what was I going to say? I've been dog sitting. Yeah, man. I was dog sitting on both New Year's and Happy New Year, guys. By the way, don't know how I didn't start the episode off like that. It's 2024. What are you guys doing in this new year? What's it like? What's your, are you, is it new year, new you? Or is it new year, old you? Plus... A little extra. I don't know. You tell me. Um, but yeah, it is the new year. And I'm glad we could finally change this calendar that I bought like four months ago. Because you can't buy a 23 calendar in, um, in September, apparently. They don't sell current year <sighs> fiscal Gregorian calendars. <laughs> so it sucks. I had to wait four months just to see Elmo in space. But nevertheless, we are here. And yeah, happy new year, guys. New year's was definitely interesting. Because I was dog sitting, I was alone, and I went to bed at 9:30. Okay, I wasn't even, I wasn't even awake for New Year's. I was all alone, and I woke up at like 2 a.m. to a bunch of texts from friends and family. Happy New Year! I'm like, was that today? You know, I got, I got nothing to do. I got nobody to celebrate with it. So it was pretty tough. It was pretty interesting, and and I won't lie to you. 2024, I have started off at the absolute rock bottom pit of suck and inconvenience, okay? If you haven't been able to tell yet, it's that I'm a little bit congested, I'm a little bit sick, and I don't know where it's coming from, okay? Felt completely fine, and I went there, and I don't know if it's the basement or the atmosphere, but even just like coming home to do the podcast now, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. I think there might be something wrong with the house, but I was there for like the first day, and and I woke up on New Year's, okay? I went, I went there New Year's Eve. I woke up on New Year's and I had a pounding headache. And then I felt nauseous and I was coughing. I was spitting. My nose was bleeding. I'm like, what the frick is... I'm just dying? I woke up and I'm gonna die? How? Where? I don't understand, man. It's just like... I got slapped in the face and, and it's, it's no good, man. It, it really is no good. But what is different is that 
I still feel like energy-wise, you know, as seen by my handsome attire, dude. I got this new jacket, and of course, you know, I'm gonna make it off. But you come to my daughter's wedding, and you ask me for some things, I deal with great respect. I tell you what. So I had a lot of um, fun with that. That was that was kind of my gift, not only to myself in the new year, but um, for my birthday, which happened immediately afterwards. Let's go. Um, where did I miss? I just, there was a, a couple notes here. I forgot where I was going because I am sick. Um, yeah, man. So I, I feel good energy wise, although this is a bit hot. Um, I feel good energy wise, but I, I just don't know where the symptoms are coming. Like I, it, maybe there's some mold, maybe there's something going on in the, in the woods, in the, in the halls. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know. So I, f- symptoms are kind of going away and we're just, we're trying to, we're trying to breathe a little bit more. The thing about the nose, man, it's like, it's not even, it's not even like snot. It's, I didn't even realize this for like the longest um, of time until just now is that it's, it's inflammation in the nose, dude. It's like the blood vessel, things are breaking. It's just so tight. It's not filled with snot. It's not a stuffy nose. It's just a block. So I've been trying these like little psychological tricks where you can trick your body into, feeling like it's dying, which is, you know, it's not super, um, uh, comfortable, but you know, you're just kind of holding your breath and you only breathe out of your nose or into your nose. And I can feel it open up. My, my body's like, Oh shoot, we got to breathe. Huh? This guy's for real. I'm like, I'm calling your bluff. No, I'm not bluffing. I'm calling your bluff. It's not going to happen. No, seriously. You got to open up. I'm not going to do it. And I can breathe through my nose again. I could feel it literally closing. <laughs> I could feel it like just siphoning my, my nose, my nasal, um, breath. Also, I've been working out. Like I, I've been taking care of business still, even though I've been feeling crappy, but it's just weird. It's just weird. And I was just sick, dude. Like my, what happened to the whole your immune system? Freaking antibodies. All of the, you're the top dice over as long as you are. You're not going to get with it again. Got hit with it again. Hey, yo, I can't sing a dance. Um, yeah, so when you're running, you work out is also because your body, like, it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't breathe because I've been, you know, running because I'm an athlete and, um, and my nose just opens right up. So, um, if you guys are feeling bad, I guess work out or push yourself to do things you don't feel like. I don't know, but I'm all over the place. Let's get back to it. Okay. Birthday, 25 years old. That's right. We're back, baby. 25. I'm officially a quarter. Um, but I'm, I always say I'm a 10th. I'm a tenth of the way through my life. I believe I'm striving for 250 years of age. That is a a biblical time frame. And, you know, I hope to accomplish a lot with that, you know. And there's a lot of things where you're like, man, if you live to be 250 and I don't, you know, if I don't figure out how to brush my teeth without burning my mouth, then we might just have to wrap it up. But for now, man, I'm 25 and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward to taking things head on. That's the beauty of having your birthday right afterwards is that you know i mean it can be good or bad i've i've it's like you have new years you're like i'm changing who i am and your birthday comes you're like i gotta change again like i just i did this whole thing and now i I got nothing left i got nothing on the wall to kind of put up here and and, you know i got no more inspirational quotes to use i just used them all um what is tricky though is that it's like we haven't even done my my birthday thing yet i mean we did like a little thing because i was it was on my birthday and my mom's like are you coming home and i was like my you know i just saw you guys like i I gotta say i gotta say happy birthday to you on your birthday i'm like all right i'll be there and we did a little thing but um it's hard because you have christmas and then you have new year's and then you have my birthday right after on january 2nd and they go then we just see everybody you know give him we'll push it back a week so 
that's what they're doing. Not that I'm crazy about my birthday in general. I've got to open more gifts. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful. Look, I'm grateful for the chair again. But unwrapping and opening things, we're going to go, why? Yo! It scares the crap right out of me, man. I hate it. I despise it. But yeah, in my 25th year of life, I'm I'm looking to take things less seriously. <laughs> it's a little joke because I don't care about most things, um, except for except for when I lose a good chair. But that's fine. It's fine. It's really I'm not even upset. So, what was I gonna say? I forget. Um, we're back. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's my birthday. It's not my birthday. Although some people think it is. I posted the photo, like my, my mom, she had me come over and they, we just had like a cupcake and I blew it out. It was a fun, it was a very sweet little party we had. And I posted the photo of it and I was like, yeah, you know, long strength, still insane, dude. And then I got a bunch of birthday wishes following after the birthday like i posted it at nighttime and i thought people would put the pieces together and go oh he had a birthday like dinner but then they saw it the following morning and went hey happy birthday and i got flooded with a bunch of birthday wishes on january 3rd and 4th um so it's nice man i've had a birthday for a good three days now things are going well i did have to go and get my uh my license renewed because I was so um, lazy about that. I was getting all the updates, emails, everything. You're like, hey, you got to renew your license. Your license is expiring. I'm like, I'll get around to it. Um, but I, I procrastinated for so long is because I knew you had to take like a bunch of documents the last time I did it. They make you take like a birth certificate and your social security and then two different documents with your address and a bunch of other crap. And it was just inconvenient, right? So I was prolonging this appointment because I didn't want to try and get all together. It just seemed overwhelming and a hassle. Was it the craziest thing? No, but it was enough for me to not want to do it. Now, the day of my birthday, when it is expiring, I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna reiterate. I'm going to call, and I'm going to ask them what I need to do. And these people were quite rude. Now, I did get some good information that I didn't need any of that stuff. But uh, I called. I'm like, hey, just out of curiosity, um, what exactly do I need to bring? Because I'm just trying to simplify it. What do I need to bring for a license renewal? And she's like, well, basically, you want to sign up for an account? I'm like, <laughs> Excuse me? And I'm very nice about it because I'm a gentleman. Um, and I say, I'm sorry, excuse me, what'd you say? And she said, do you have a normal or a federally compliant license? I said, oh, um, I, I don't know. How, how would I know that? And they go, okay, let's have a star on the top right of your license. I say, a star on the top? Okay, uh, um... What a star on the top? Yes, a star on the top right. I'm like looking for it because I don't see it. It's not like an obvious thing. It was right there. I say, okay, yeah, the star. All right, and that means you have a federally compliant license. I go, all right, okay. Now we've got that settled. Now I, I, we, we answered the first question. What does that mean? I say, okay, all right, I got the star. Now what? And then she says, okay, well, if you have a federally compliant license, she's like yelling through the phone. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. Um, she says, if you have a federally compliant license, you don't have to bring in all that crap that you brought in four years prior. And I'm federally compliant. And I could just re-up. And she's like, you can just bring your license in, and then we'll give you a new one. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> you seem a little bit angry. So I just want to make sure nothing's getting lost in translation here with the tone and attitude. I say, so I don't need to bring in anything, right? I'm just bringing in my license and then I can renew my license without any documents, no social security. Like I'm just, I'm a double checker. Okay. That's what I do. And she goes, I hear it. Inhale. <laughs> if you have the star, then you, she doesn't do it like that, but she literally, she's like, she, this is my actual impersonation. She says, 
if you have the star, you don't need to bring in anything. I said, okay, thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. And I left. So very good news brought about in a very aggressive way. But yeah, I then called a different BMV just to double check that, you know, because people with that kind of anger and attitude are usually up to no good. I didn't want to like be scammed or anything. So I, I called a different BMV in a different town. And they were like, hey, how you going? Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, hey, I'm just double checking. If I have a federally compliant license, do I need to bring in anything? She's like, oh, no, absolutely not, sweetheart. That'll be just fine. You bring in your license, we'll give you a new one. And I go, oh, that's so great. Thank you so much. She's like, oh, no problem. You have a wonderful day. And I go, oh, my gosh. She didn't even know it was my birthday. And I'm being talked to so nicely. So that was nice. And I went in there and. And the guy, he was nice too. He's like, yo, happy birthday. He didn't make a big joke of the fact that I waited until my birthday to try and renew my license. And then I had to pass the vision test, which was ultra scary. He's like, okay, fifth line, left column. And I go, oh, frick, because my left eye has gotten a little bit worse. And um, so I'm looking at it and it's blurry immediately. And I go, oh, dear God, if you could just give me the power of freaking retinal connection and focus, I will drive safer than ever before. And he's like, I don't care about that. And I was like, I'll go to church more. And it focuses right in. I see everything. Bum, 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 a plus. I get through there. So thank you, Jesus. And I will see you Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I passed that with flying colors. I was very grateful. And I took a photo and I was like, hey, hey, I was going to say, happy, it's my birthday. I'm happy. And she's like, I little smile, little smile. I go, oh, and a little, little smile, little smile. Go, oh. <laughs> and you're just kind of like trying to do a little smirk. And they always say, well, you don't want to smile on your license because you want, you're not going to be smiling when you get pulled over. It's not what you're going to look like. And I'm like, well, I might because it, odds are it's not going to be my fault. Although, there was that one time I got a $300 ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. That still wasn't my fault, though. I take no blame, especially in my older age. Dude, I'm 25. I have so much wisdom, and now I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm in the right. Eh? What am I going to do? I'm too far gone, man. I'm so I'm so far gone, I don't, I, I'm too late to adjust. I believe and think the way I think, and I'm not moving on. For most things, okay, most things and, and, you know, philosophies, I'll readjust and I'll, you know, I can, I, I can be open to change, but if it has to do with the police giving me a hard time about a buckle that I hadn't and it just drove for like 90 seconds, I was like, it is whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so anyways, yeah, lots of happy birthday wishes. Uh, I do have a hard time always trying to respond to them differently, you know, because there's like. You know, not the brag, but you know, feeling hundreds of them. So I, I say, oh, thank you so much, and they go, happy birthday. I go, oh, thank you. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday. Uh, grazie. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you for the wishes. Happy birthday. Uh, thanks, man. And I keep going. I'm trying to change it. Not that you guys care, but it's like, especially like on a Facebook wall or even the text, like no one's going to see it. No one's going to know. But for me, I'm like, I got to respond differently. That way it's not automated. I want you to know this is a very genuine and thought out response, even though I'm just kind of rearranging the words. Um, very much, thank you. You know, I'm like freaking Yoda. I'm putting it on the back and the front. It's like, oh, uh, grazie mille. I don't know what to say anymore. So thank you guys. Thank you very much for all the wishes. And if it felt like whatever I said was plain and flat, just know it was original, okay? Even if you just got thanks, you were probably the only person that only got thanks. So that's something to be happy about, maybe, for you. 
so yeah, I, I've spent my first years, <laughs> my first days of, of 2024 and my first days of being 25 just actually feeling crappy and lonely. And it's hard, man. It's hard to it's hard to feel lonely in a big house. That's kind of the reason I procrastinated doing this episode until it's like so late. Like I just had to come by. I'll tell you this much, man. If you're lonely, procrastinate the one thing you have to do that day until the very end. Because like if you got nothing to do and you're all by yourself watching YouTube or movies or, you know, whatever you're doing, it's not that exciting. But then if you think, I got some work to do. I ain't got to work out. I got to go take care of some business. And then you just don't. Those movies and games and videos are so much more exciting. You know, like procrastination is the spice of life. It makes everything that you're doing in the meantime so much better. It's like I'm getting away with it. Oh, what's that over there? Doesn't matter. I'm focusing on the freaking, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, so yeah, I've procrastinated this and, and my day today, especially was just phenomenal. And all week, every time that I think about something I should be doing, I'm like, I'm not gonna. And then I'm like, ah, who cares if I got nobody to talk to right now? I might be lonely, but this is the most fun I think I've ever had. So that's a little tip for all the lonely folks out there, especially if you're in a big house, it, it gets a bit, um, you know, it can be pretty sad, but it's also, it's also scary, dude. I mean, I try not to be scared, but you know, especially when you're in a, I say especially a lot. We're going to work on that in 2024, um, especially this year. <laughs> so when you're in a house and it's not your own, because houses, you know, they creak and they talk and water drip, pipe, you know, it's just spooky. It can be a little daunting, especially because you're not used to the, the percussion of the building. So. I is I'm, I'm by myself and you know my nose is clogged so one of my senses is already gone and my eyesight's getting worse so that's two right there boom boom and I'm feeling like I can just hear everything like I'm so in tune and I feel like I'm hearing steps now doom 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 and the dog starts running then the dog keeps barking and then I feel like I'm like, there's a lot of stuff going on and I get spooked out. And then I have to go and search the whole house because I'm still brave. But when I hear it, I go, well, it looks like we got an intruder. Looks like we're going to have to tussle. And I come out and freaking this, dude. And no one, no one, and I mean no one, messes with a guy with Vito Corleone on his shirt. Okay? Because I'll make you an offer that I can't refuse. Justice. Um, that is me just trying to intimidate anybody who wants to <laughs> try and, uh, you know, break in. But in reality, man, sometimes it feels just like there's ghosts. There's just ghosts about. And that's probably why I feel so sick, man. I've been haunted by the ghost of ill, man, of just inconvenience. He got me. He got me. Just, I mean, nauseous, random headaches, sickness. And then as soon as I leave the place, as soon as I leave the, the eerie zone, um, I start feeling a lot better. So I don't know. Maybe if all the, the phantom freaks, all the ecto, all the, what's the word I'm looking for? Supernatural. Boom. I think that's, I think that's it. Um, those people, the people who look into that, I, tell me if is that a thing that you might be suffering? Cause you, sometimes you feel like there's ghosts about, and that could be scary too, especially if you're scared of ghosts. I'm a skeptic, but sometimes I could get scared of ghosts. Um, I tell you this much though. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you. If you want to not be scared of ghosts, and it sounds counterintuitive, watch ghost hunter shows, okay? I was up, I woke up at like 3 a.m. and I'm feeling sick and I can't breathe. And I'm like, I think there's a freaking ghost in here or something. I turn on the TV and the, a ghost hunting show is on. Of course it is. Of, of all the convenience and, and um, coincidences, 
coincidai. Um, what the freak? So, yeah, if I'm watching a ghost hunter show while there might be a ghost in the house. And there's something so stupid about these shows that immediately makes me regret even considering the idea that there could be a ghost around, you know, because you see them bust out all their rinky dinky gadgets and stuff they got from the dollar store and, and throwing over the freaking cloaks and device. We're going to all seance, we're going to talk and here we're just focusing on the guy. And then for all of it, they're like, this thing is, it's, it's way more sensitive. So it should pick up. And then it goes off and they go, this thing never goes off, man. And you're like, what are you even talking about? And every single thing that they ever get, they keep asking it questions and go, did you hear run? Like, no, nobody heard that. Everyone's just always trying to make a bigger deal out of it. Like it makes the idea of the supernatural so laughable. It's so embarrassingly sad. Um, but anyways. I was watching this one I genuinely when it, with all the, I was like, there's a ghost. And I turned it on and, and they had all this professional equipment and, and they're like, so, you know, are, are you here to hurt us? Are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? Are you a girl, man? How old are you? And they keep asking all these questions and, and eventually they, they don't get anything and they boil it down to, I think the ghost is just too afraid to talk. Of all the things you could say, man, the ghost. The thing that we believe haunts, that lives in the afterlife, is afraid? Is what, he died of stage fright? Why is the ghost scared? Aren't we supposed to be scared of the ghost? No, oh, I think the ghost is just too afraid to talk. He, he can't come out right now. I laughed at it, and immediately I went, ghosts aren't real. If for all that, you can't get anything. And I walked right out of there and I said, listen, if you're a ghost, eh, you know, you're probably too scared of me anyway. What are you going to do about it? I start mocking the ghost that could or won't be real, man. Like, by the way, man, if you guys are real, you little ghosts, who's, who's supposed to be afraid of you? You're too afraid to talk to a couple guys in a camera? What are they going to do? They don't even have a freaking Ghostbusters pack. They're just out there. People just love the idea of of the supernatural and I don't know why and I should save more of those thoughts for the next Halloween episode what a teaser dude I just teased you guys a new episode coming to you this October 31st on Full Circus that's right about 11 months from now we will have a Halloween podcast um so anyways that's great fun I'm sorry I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place I'm I, I'm clearly my mind isn't all the way there like I feel like I got energy but I, I I'm just like I'm having a hard time zoning on the right thing. And I'm just, it's probably because of all the haunting. Um, so yeah, watching the dog's been cool. He's been, he's been helpful. Helpful is a, a strong term, you know, like he might bark. Oh, dude, he's so inconvenient though, because apparently there's coyotes in the neighborhood and this dog doesn't have a leash or a runner or anything that kind of like tie it so I can bring it back in. So every time I let it out in the middle of the night, beelines it just straight into the woods and I'm grabbing the freaking like the shock they have a little like alarm and then vibrating the shock I'm like oh bzz, bzz, bzz. dog shaking it off I don't know how many times they've shocked this thing but it's like I hear bzz, ksh, ksh. like I'm setting lightning bolts and the dog's like ah no problem I'm going to find whatever I want out there in the dark I'm like this thing he's gonna die and then I don't want to be the guy you know like who has to say by the way I know it's my birthday cut me some slack please but your dog got eaten by a coyote so sorry so freaked me out and I've been letting them out in the freaking front yard. Um, so if there's poop all over this fancy neighborhood and driveway and yeah, that's my bad. I'm kidding. I've been picking it up. I have to say that in case they listen. I haven't been picking it up. No, I have. <laughs> um, 
I oh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Oh. I walked myself into a bit of an awkward situation. Oh, who can believe that, man? Half of this podcast is me just talking about awkward scenarios that I just, you know, end up stumbling into. We might as well have a jingle for that. Hey, we've got an aqua. Uh, uh, we got an aqua. Uh, 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 we got an awkward situation here to bring you some elation. Got an awkward situation tonight. Boom, boom. <laughs> so, guys, awkward situation happened in this neighborhood. People, you guys know, people have asked me to dog sit quite often. And either the dogs have been crazy and I didn't want to go back or the pay was too low. And I'm like, hey, you know, I don't want to go back. But I have a hard time just saying no to people. And this is where it begins to get worse. I don't want to just say, no, I don't want it. No, pay me more. No, your dog's crazy. Because I want to hurt feelings. I'm, a, I'm an uplifter of feelings, not a dragger of feelings. I'm not, here's your feelings. I'm good over here. You know, I'm, I'm I, hey, right? That's, that's, if there was a sound cue for what I'm like in your life is, hey, not a good over here. Right? That's someone who drags down your feelings. You know those people? You walk into a gas station, the guy's just in a bad mood. He makes you feel worse just by being in his aura. And you go, but not me, dude. When you see me at a convenience store, you go, hey, because I'm an uplifter, right? So I didn't tell the people just no or especially like, hey, it's too low because I don't want them going back and forth and going, I feel like you're trying to get more money out of me. And I go, that's not what it is at all. I just don't even want to approach the topic of, of haggling. I just don't want to go there anymore. So that's it. And I don't say no. What I say is I've been dog sitting a lot and I've barely been home. So I'm just not dog sitting um, really anymore. And that's a lie. Okay. Now this is on me and I feel bad, but not really because it made me feel good that I didn't hurt their feelings. Now where this becomes a problem is that I didn't think I'd be dog sitting a lot in the same neighborhood as the people I keep telling, I've retired. So I get these new dog sitting jobs. And then I go there for my aunt and they go, um, what's the deal? I was like, oh no, I'm just like, it's my family. You know, like I'll go watch my aunt's dogs. Of course, it's family, I'll do that. But I'm just not doing like outside gigs. Then there's a couple people who have been very sweet and very kind. The dogs are nice and they pay great. And I go, okay, I'll go back. But I got to walk these dogs in the same neighborhood right past their house. And if that's not an awkward situation enough where they go, um, wait, no explanation. I go, <laughs> what? Here's what it got really awkward. I was told that this dog was going to be picked up for a grooming appointment or whatever. Okay. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. Someone wants to take the dog off its hands. I mean, that's I'm getting paid to watch the dog. Dogs aren't going to be here. All right, fine by me. So I'm sitting and waiting. And also, it's they said they'd be there at like 1230. And I got no way of communicating with the person. And I, I go up there at like 1215 just to have a, a window. They don't get there till 1250. That's so inconvenient for me. 35 minutes of just sitting around. And <laughs> I'm sitting there at the front door waiting for a car to roll in or something. And lo and behold, through the back door, someone just sneaks in. I never even, like, what? An intruder? And the dog doesn't bark or anything, but it's the freaking lady that I told I didn't watch a dog for anymore. Whoa! Dude, imagine telling somebody, I'm done. Kobutsky, I'm out. And it's like I was cheating on, like, I felt guilty. And they walked in on me, like, hey, oh, hi. Hi, Tristan. Yeah, you don't, you don't do this anymore? No, I, you know, I know it's, 
it's freaking New Year's and my birthday. Of all the days, I definitely could have said I, I, I have something else going on and I still took the job anyway. You know, it's New Year, new me. I'm just trying to get back into the scenes. Do you feel like you might want to? I mean, I'm not really that deep. I didn't know what to say. So I'm just like, hey, hey. She's like, um, okay, I'm taking the dog for a thing. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm also, and she just snuck. She came and basically stole the dog. And it was awkward. There was no communication and walked in without knocking. I, not that I was going to be walking around naked or anything because it's someone else's house. Disgusting. Don't walk around my own house naked. Disgusting. If you walk around your own house naked, day, disgusting. But anyways, um, I feel like that's a little bit odd. I mean, I could have been going to the bathroom. I could have been ripping stinkers, okay? I could have been burping. I could have accidentally set something on fire. I just need a little bit of a heads up, okay? Like with all my shenanigans, things go wrong for me and that's fun for my sake. But I don't want anybody else getting to witness that because I don't, what if she has a podcast and then all of a sudden she gets to tell you stories about the embarrassing thing that I may have done, may not have done? This podcast is for my embarrassing stories, dang. We've got an embarrassing thing. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, and then she came and, and dropped the dog off as well. And but she didn't even come and say hi. She just like opened and threw the dog in and closed it. And I'm like, okay, well, note to self: don't lie, even when trying to be thoughtful. Get over here! It turns into one of those. Um. So, guys, with that being said. We have a question here for the podcast that I meant to get into the last episode, but I was in such a rush and I didn't think I was going to get into this one because I was feeling sick and I thought I want to do it. But you know what? This one comes from Bobby. Okay, Bobby's a friend of the show. He sends in great questions, great submissions, and and great ideas, really. And like I've always said, you guys can contact the show at fullcircuspodcast at gmail.com. You can see it down below. And, you know, we could have some fun. Talk about life advice. What's going on? Maybe you're having, you know, relationship trouble or, or financial trouble or career trouble. You know, am I qualified to talk about that to you and give you advice? Probably not. Okay, I'm lying to a, a whole neighborhood about what I may or may not be doing with my free time. And I don't have to. Okay, that's irresponsible. But with all my mistakes, I guess who else is more qualified to tell you what you shouldn't do? Okay. And I should, you know, if I had somebody that would give me advice, maybe things wouldn't be so weird. Um, but anyways, <laughs> this one comes from Bobby. Bobby asks, what are some of my favorite pranks I've pulled um, or that have been pulled on me? So I hate to say this, man. I'm not much of a prankster. Okay, I'm really more of a con man. Lies, lies. But it's not that I don't like pranks. It's just that when I try to do them, I only pull pranks on people that I like care about and that I think it's going to be funny like cuz we got a connection to prank them. I laugh too hard. For all my acting shops, I can't keep a straight face when I start you know, freaking something over here. Just go in that door. No, no, there won't be. Like I've tried to put the water above the door and then I go <laughs> What? What 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 are you laughing about? No, just go in there. What are you go lay down. I don't what did you put something to look up there's water and like you freaking idiot. So you know, I'm not really great at it. I've tried, I've done a couple video game pranks, like in Minecraft where somebody's worked tirelessly on something for hundreds of hours back in the day. And I made a duplicate world where it wasn't the real one, but we, I was like, hey, let's get on place to Minecraft. And I just destroyed their whole palace. And they go, what? why did you do that? And I'm like, ah, it's fake. Don't even worry about it. And they go, ah, I hate you. I was like, well, that was a bad prank. Um, you know, my family's been good at pranks though. Like, my brother stole, I don't know if this is a prank, this might be more deception. My brother, <laughs> he, he had an iPhone cord, it broke. So he stole my iPhone cord and replaced it with his. 
So all of a sudden, my iPhone cord wasn't working. Gosh dang, I got to get a new iPhone cord. So I'm pretty bummed out about it. And, um, and before I go buy one, I accidentally vacuum it, and it breaks it and rips it anymore. I go, God, just that's another $25, right? I'm just losing them left and right. And then he goes, oh, by the way, that was mine. I go, huh? So then, you know, the whole time, it's a kind of a good prank because I got my cord back in the end. But for how long was he going to let that thing go off? Um, couple pranks. Uh, I mean, we, I've always like, we've beef stewed people, drawn on people's faces. Again, that's a hard one because I laugh so often. It's like, I just, it's funny. Like writing anything on anybody is funny. Even if you just say, hey, or happy birthday, very sweet and kind message in theory. But when you Sharpie that on someone's forehead, they're not, um, you know, that impressed, even if the calligraphy is good. So done a lot of like those sleepover type pranks. Um, I don't have any like super pranks. My brothers, again, I mean, my, my older brother, he called me at that. We were at this big football game. He called me up to him in front of, he's like, Hey, can you turn around so I can see what number you are? My number's on the front of the Jersey and go, Oh yeah, sure. And I turn so he can see the back and then he pushes me down the hill. Um, although he got freaking ripped apart for that one. He's, I was hurt. Um, my, my best friend drew, he was just over like a week ago or something. And it's not like a crazy prank, just simple, but he, he was pulling in and, and I thought we'd scare him, right? Because I thought, oh yeah, Drewski's going to be afraid of this. So he pulls in and it's nighttime and my brother and I, we sneak out from both sides and just, and just flick off his window. And he was so unfazed. He tried to open his door and I held it shut and he didn't even budge. He like, he was so unaware of his surroundings that <laughs> it's not like he knew that we were there. He's like, oh yeah, the door's a little jammed. I don't know what he thought, but he was so funny. And they went, well, Hey, like there was just, it was completely failed, but I try, I want to be a good prankster, but I just, either the people I prank are too smart or just not, you know, like on the level of awareness to get it, or I just laugh and I fail guys. I'm not great. Um, I tried to do a little bit of it recently. My uncle keeps texting me because he has somebody at work named Tristan, I guess. So he keeps texting me things about, hey, you gotta get to this meeting. Huh? What time do you wanna, do you wanna do the virtual or do you wanna do the next time? You wanna do the, and, and I reply, I, I reply for a second because I go, oh yeah, you know, we should definitely go with the desktop automated assist to make sure we can take care of things. Then I go, oh, this is someone's work. I probably, just in case, if he falls for this, I should, hey, by the way, this, is, this isn't actually the guy. Um, I'm too good of a person, gosh dang it, man. Oh, right. I'm a off lifter. Um, so I try and lie. Of course, we know that if you watch the prank video, you know, I'm going into it pretty deep. But, you know, the, the cap text. My family's good at pranking. My dad, when he texted everybody, there's a bunch of cat facts forever. My dad's friend texted me for like a week just pretending to be I don't know who. And I kept saying, who is this? And he's like, I'll never tell. And the idiot that I am just kept texting the person back thinking I was going to get to the bottom of it. And then I thought it was my friend the whole time. So I just kept making fun of each one of my friends until they came clean. I was like, oh, is this Drew? And he's like, uh, maybe. I was like, all right, well, Drew's ugly. How do you think about that? And he's like, Drew is ugly. Like, that's not Drew. And this is Justin. Like, well, Justin's short and fat. And they go, oh, that's Justin is short and fat. Go, well, it's not Justin. So I accidentally made fun of everybody I know. Um, and it turned out to be my pastor. So, <laughs> and I don't know what the, the goal of it was, but I've been pranked often guys. And if you have any good ideas for pranks, you can submit those as well. I'm down to try a good prank. Okay. Nothing hurtful, but just something a little fun. Like I put like the little, the poppers, you know, the little firecracker, um, put those under the toilet seats all the time when people would sit down, what the heck? 
So little stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm a little prank, but I would like to do one big prank. Something that just really, you know, people go, oh, no, things are different now. Things are fun. And they go, mm, surprise, wasn't real. I guess I just want to do a magic trick. I don't know. Um, so anyways, Bobby, thanks for sending that in. Hopefully that's a little bit of what you're looking for. Prank really is my wheelhouse. Okay. But if you want to say, what's the biggest lie you've ever told? Well, we've got stories there. Um, but that's for another day. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I think that's everything we have to talk about. I think that's it. We've covered everything in its entirety, really thoughtfully, really deeply, um, as best I can, you know, and, and again, I'm all over the place, but I thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a beautiful new year. Hope you're having a beautiful time. Um, setting those goals. They don't gotta be new year's resolutions, but set them a couple more that I discovered in my, my mental meditation is that I'm going to try and join the thousand pound club. It's where your combined three lifts of, of bench press, deadlift and squat equals a thousand pounds. I was able to do 235 on the bench. Um, and I did like a 350 deadlift. So I, could, I guess I could get pretty close. My squat's not great, but it doesn't matter. Um, that's a goal to work for. Is it anything crazy? Maybe not. But you know what? If you shoot for the moon, you can land on the moon. If you try hard enough, forget the stars. The moon's right there. How do you shoot for the moon and land among the stars? The moon's the big one. You're going to land in the stars with a star? Forget about it, guys. Land on the freaking moon. Don't settle for anything less. You can do it. And I love you. Thank you for hanging out with me. And let's have an awesome new year of Full Circus podcast episodes together. Of course, we're working on some new videos. We're working on some new content. We're working on have some stuff. And, you know, we'll see that happen. Um, I will try and go more in depth with that next time when I'm a little bit more clear up here. My energy's great. My brain functions. No. Okay, we're losing eyesight, we're losing nostril, we're losing brain, but gosh dang it, can I hear good? And I know that there's a ghost around, but it doesn't matter because he's too scared to admit it. Thank you guys so much. I will see you in the next episode. Peace!